the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Good day. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more. I try to do a show dedicated to getting you to retirement, showing you some things that are working on the market and well. If gold is doing well and the dollar is doing well, and oil's doing well, well, gold's not doing well, but oil and the dollar are, and that's typically, they unpair. One does stronger than the other. I just try to show you some of the basic things that you need to know. Russell 2000 hitting an all-time high recently. What? Why do we care? Because Russell 2000 small cap companies, and the market's kind of leaning towards thinking, we don't have to have exposure to Europe. We don't have to have exposure to Asia. So let's just focus on these guys who don't have that. Just in case something goes wrong with North Korea or the Middle East or Russia. Wow. It's like the same old countries from your childhood, huh? The ones that give you the most concern and the most pause. I want to do a show dedicated to getting you to thinking a little bit differently. You know, I, I could do a frou-frou show and say, you know, kids are going to live different lives than us. Kids won't know what a typewriter is. Kids don't know what a word processor is. You'll just speak into the, the thing, right? I was allowed to roam as a kid, go into the woods, build things, build rafts. Now we're helicoptering over our parents. I see some crazy parents, crazy parents in what they do with their kids and how well they keep them entertained. But yeah, I don't really want to do a show on, you know, the environment's changing. Let's look at the investment angles on that. I'd rather do a show on Netflix. Netflix has such a hold on its customers right now. And they have so many shows in the pipeline. People love the service so much. There's something to be said for investing that way. It's very Peter Lynch of his high school daughters would come back from Chili's back in the 1980s and early 90s. Dad, it was so much fun. Me and my friends had a great time. Chili's was like in a mall and you could do a little clothes shopping, pick up a little food on the way out. So he did things where like his kids would tell him what kids like. He, he was an investor who kind of watched the trends from, from a distance. But Netflix customers love the service so much, they could raise the, the prices again, and I don't think people would flinch too much. Your other option, go back to HBO, go back to cable TV, or get the service that you seem to be able to sur- save and I don't suggest this, but share passwords with friends. The average Netflix user watches Netflix more than 10 hours per week, which is dearly, uh, nearly double the amount of time that Amazon subscribers spend on watching Prime Video. I haven't gotten into Prime Video much, have you? There's a couple shows there. But every time I, I went in like two years ago, and this was just, it was a bad product in my mind because you couldn't find something you wanted to watch. I've probably watched three or four things. 
And I know they've got game winning or they got winning shows and such, but I like the sci-fi. I like the fantasy. I like the magical talking swords. And Amazon, Amazon's doing much more realistic world stuff, so maybe they, they missed it a little bit, whereas Netflix hit it out of the, the park with the robot. 87% of customers would keep on subscribing even if the company raised its prices again. So do I like Netflix as an investment? Hell yeah. It's almost like cigarettes, right? There was a day and age where cigarettes were unbelievable good investments. Got you That's out. terrible. Got you where I watch it, right? And now you're addicted to nicotine, and you're going to come back and buy tomorrow. <laughs> call it brand loyalty. Call it addiction. I call it a good investment idea. So, <laughs> thank you very much. Americans are having fewer kids than ever. This is a trend that I think is going to be uh, an issue. It's almost like we want, I want to go tell my neighbors, like, and my neighbor's kids, I got to watch how, I got to be careful on how I say this, because you don't really want to say this out loud, but kind of want people to still have make, make babies. Do you know why? Because those babies are future taxpayers. Those babies are future economic activity. So the U.S. birth rate fell 2% from 2016 to 2017. Only women from ages 40 to 49 are having more kids. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that it takes two, three, four people to pay their social security taxes so that my father or my father's dad so that my mother can collect social security or that my mother can collect her u.s pension from the united states government so the u.s birth rate dropped to an all-time low in 2017 you're not going to hear about it now but in about 15 years you're going to hear about it and you can't magically go back in time and say you're 20 years old and say you're on a sexy friday night date a little zooby zooby zoo and going look stephanie zooby zooby we gotta save the U.S. economy. We gotta get down and get get to business. We gotta make babies. Um, I just met you. We need that kind of focus. Make America great again. Make America have more taxpayers. Is my thought. A lot of experts blame two primary factors for the trend: the 2008 economic recession and the increasingly crippling cost of going to college. That's two very good points. I'll throw in another one. High housing costs. So as things have inflated in, in the, the neighborhood, you feel less certain about your ability to pay that big nut. You know, if you're a squirrel, your biggest nut is probably going to be the house you live in. I know you're saying that analogy doesn't really work because squirrels eat nuts and nuts aren't houses that you could live in. But you get the idea. Um, so yeah, demographics are going to be a big problem, big problem going forward. Do you know how we know this? Cause our, for our friends in Japan, ancient Japanese secret was that they had a demographic time bomb hit them and it's still causing massive problems because they tend to like to take care of their elderly in retirement. They tend to give them respect. We're like, you want to live in a trailer? Go ahead. Economists are sounding the alarm right now. So that's going to go down in the future. And again, the fertility rate country launched a campaign called do it for mom to encourage Danish couples to have more kids in order to keep the country's grandmothers happy and its economy humming. So the Danes who I've never trusted the Danes don't trust the Germans. The French are too soft, but the Danes and I, I, I have a problem with, but Japan and Denmark are experiencing similar demographic time bombs. The Danes have a campaign to do it for mom. 
Can you imagine your government putting out that commercial? Batman. I would adopt Cartman. If anyone could make a baby out of a TV character, I, I'm in. The American birth rate has been consistently below what number crunchers call replacement levels. The rate at which new births keep the population steady by matching the number of people who are dying off. Whoa. People who are dying off. That's a weird way of putting it. My dog's about to die. Maisie the Wonder Dog. So she's dying off. Do I replace her with a puppy puppy? Or do I at least wait till she's cold before I have that conversation in my head? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Demographic time, Mom. You worried as an investor? I am. In 15, 20 years from now, we need those people to be shoppers. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Little train? And do I hear the dulce tones of Hall & Oates? Whoa. Man, Hall & Oates had a terror during the 80s, huh? Anything they touched turned to gold. I always kind of want it to be oats. Daryl Hall was way too talented. I needed someone talented that I could sit behind and go, oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's my contribution to the big bushy mustache, curly hair. Sexy boys, right? Or sexy boys. What a tear, huh? Had you invested in Hall & Oates at the right time, would you have figured out the wrong right time to get out, too? When, do, when does the music hitmakers stop making their hits? It's so funny. I, um... There you go. One more Hall & Oates. It was a good run. Tonight on the top five at ten, let's see who the chart makers are. Anyway, um, would you have sold at the right time? Like, I remember um, I saw Dave Matthews back in college at a place that had maybe five to ten people in it. And my friend took me to another show, and then we went to another show. And then I invited my friend uh, Amy and Tony to see a show. And at this point in time, their, their shows were like 500 large. And uh, long story short, it was it was a pretty great show. Dave Matthews was kind of an innovative sound. Is that fair to say for the time? Born in South Africa, he tells a great story once about sitting on a toilet and a cricket inside the toilet in South Africa kept jumping up and touching him in his derriere. And you know what? You don't know what to do at that point in time. Born in Johannesburg. He made an interesting business choice while in Charlottesville, Virginia in 1991. Sony said, we want to sign you to a three record deal. And he goes, no. We want more. A couple months later, Sony would come back and say, we'll sign you to a four record deal. He says, no. A couple months later, Sonny comes back and says, okay, five. You got seven. What's interesting to note about that is his first couple albums were the, the benefit, the success of 
years and years and work and toiling at, at the clubs. Getting the sound right. He didn't have seven albums in him. And that's why his albums today suck garbage. Like, they're awful. They stink of trash. But he did it well. You know who another guy did that well? It was Billy Joel. He had the same thing in the 70s. He signed a bad record deal that basically the only money he was ever going to get was from touring and not from selling records. And back then, selling records was big money. So it was a five-year deal that he signed. Guess what he did? He didn't release an album for five years and he became a piano man. Got his music together and then released it all boom, 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 back to back to back in the 70s. I've never seen Billy Joel play. I've seen Elton John, which is probably the cliche of the two. I think um, Billy Joel is still doing one night a week or one night a month at MSG. And it always sells out. Like, that's amazing. Anyway, I'm totally digressing into music conversation. But there are business lessons to be found in music. Are there not? I think there are. How to manage your retirement cash flow is something that you need to learn or think about kind of before you hit retirement, right? Identifying and understanding sources of retirement income. You're going to have Social Security. It's not going to be enough. It's a supplemental program. So when you get that urge to get a new roof, urge to give your kids some sort of money for college or urge to, you got to be careful in retirement. Can't break your can't break your budget. So maybe in your twenties, your budget is a practice tool for your sixties. So you got to learn how to determine your expenses, how to manage the five risks to your retirement cash flow. If you're going to two percent return on your money, it takes you thirty six years to double your money. If you're getting four percent, it takes you eighteen. If you're getting a six percent return, it takes you twelve. If you get an eight percent return, it takes you nine years. The market tends to average somewhere between 8 and 10% with dividends. So that's why when you, when you see the number 10% or you see 7.2, money doubles every 7.2 years, because that's what the market's done for us. And that's what you're aiming for. You're not aiming for 12% because the market doesn't typically do that. And you're definitely not aiming for 20, 25, 35, 35, 45, 55% returns in a year. When you get them, you're like, woohoo, sock some of that extra away. I think you want to start planning right now to live 30 years in retirement. 30 years in retirement without significant income boost. So let's stop and think about that. I said in your 20s, learning how to budget is kind of like practice for your 60s. But let's say you make $100,000 a year. For some reason, you you come out of college, you make $100,000 a year. So in in 40 years, you're going to make $4 million, right? And that's your swimming pool. That's it. That has to last you until you die 30 years later. Wow. Credit card debt, student loan debt, national debt. We're in debt up to our eyes. But credit card debt is particularly bad news in retirement. Trying to withdraw your nest egg efficiently is tough enough, but when you have credit card costs adding on top, it brutalizes and savages you. AARP.org has got a lot of information. I highly suggest people get as much information as they can, but try to be open-minded with it. I'm not going to scream out fake news. Fake news! But if I were to scream out fake news, I would say be very, very cautious about the information you get. You are fake news. Fake news. Fake news. 
fake news. Isn't it great that it's become a lexicon part of it? I'm Rob Black. I'm still alive. What do I deserve to be? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Some stupid things for you that are incredibly helpful. A power of attorney. Somewhere around age 45, 50, but definitely by 55. What happens to you if you can't make decisions on your own? It's going to happen. Hopefully not that early, but it's going to happen. Tax laws change almost annually. So it's pretty tough to figure out exactly what you owe, but don't mess with the IRS. There's lots of little pieces of advice that I can give you like that, and you're like, Meh. One of the areas that I really strongly believe in, that I, it, it's because I have a problem. I had a dad who was alcoholic who kind of forced me into a situation of he was kind of a mental alcoholic so he wasn't like a slur speech or fall down the steps he just got mean and uh you know if you were supposed to be home at seven and it was 702 you kind of snuck around the back acting like you were sleeping in the living room you learned to hide the fact that you were late by acting like you were sleeping right so i knew that i get some issues one of my issues is I don't mind saying what's on my mind because for so many years I didn't have my own opinion. But make a wheel, make a will, or a wheel. You can do either. Oh my my my! Caveman, make wheel. But one of the areas that I really want you to step up your game is just being honest with your spouse about things like you're going to die. People are living longer and longer, and you might have underplanned or overplanned. You definitely don't want to run out of money, but you got to talk dirty details about inheritance with your family. Do you have children? If you do, you need to talk to your spouse about setting up a trust. In case you die and your spouse remarries and all your money goes to her new husband. And he's going to shower himself with it. Unless, of course, you set up in a trust that all the money is going to be always owned by the wife. Step A. And step B is if something happens to the wife and she remarries and she dies, it doesn't go to the new husband. It goes to step B, which is suddenly now your children. But you got to be careful on that one because what happens if your children marry poorly? It's been known to happen. Not everyone's cute little daughter turns out to be an amazing woman. Not everyone's young, strapping, strong son turns out to be Mr. Wonderful. Sometimes they go through bad phases. And if you have a lot of money and they marry and they don't set up a trust and their spouse is like out of there in two years, I've seen it. We've all seen fast marriages. Um, You got to be careful because some states like California, if you commingle funds, you just said, let's let's split 50-50 in a worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario comes up and your mom and dad worked so hard for their whole lives to save money and they, they left it to you and your brother. And then you got married and your wife leaves you in under a year, two years for that Marine guy that she fell in love with as a young girl in San Diego. And suddenly that Marine guy has your money. I know. You got to talk dirty about this stuff and you got to get it in a will or trust. One of the areas that I'm personally struggling with right now is knowing the finish line. Financial planning and investing should have a goal. 
Is it $1 million? Is it $2 million? Is it $4 million? $1 million will pay about $40,000 a year in retirement. $4 million will pay about one hundred sixty. I want you to live your life to the fullest. It's not great to end up like Scrooge. It's great to end up like Scrooge with lots of money and, and companies that you control and making your employees work on Christmas. And it's great to end up like that, but it's not great unless you share it with somebody or share it with yourself or travel the world. Or you got to have something that makes you happy. As you age, your plan's going to age with you, hopefully. So you have to, you know, start to shift from your first plan is to accumulate wealth in your 20s and your 30s. And then you want to get some income in there in your 30s and 40s. And then you kind of want to start switching to income at some point in time once you get your, your goals met. So that's out there. My dear brother, David, David Black, um, my older brother. He recently, uh, he's a lawyer, and he's on the East Coast, and he was seeing my mother on Mother's Day, and uh, he talked about, you know, the importance of every single year that she's left alive. It's costing, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year, and my dad's pension was probably about sixty. is the right way of saying it. So ends aren't meaning. There's a shortage. But there was a house that was bought in the years, and there were some investments. So more than likely, she will die Pretty close to penniless or penniless because every year that she's alive, she loses more. She's not earning income. She's earning some income off her income assets, but that, that, that long-term care, that being in an old folks home, it chomps, chomps, chomps away at the money. So every single year. So we get a bill as her kids that say something along the lines of room, room and board, medicines and then there's like extra services um in case you're bedridden and nothing's cheap if there's one thing i can teach you nothing is cheap if you go out and buy a house right now and you it's a, a fixer upper and you're not the type of guy to do the fixing upping nothing's cheap people are going to charge you an arm and a leg for painting people are going to charge you an arm and a leg for staining people are going to charge you an arm and a leg for roofing so don't necessarily get a fixer upper unless you have that skill set to do some fixing yourself Two out of five of us are going to need long-term care. Not enough people are buying long-term care in their 50s, 40s, and 50s. Can't really wait till you're 60 and doesn't have a lot of benefit in your 30s. 90% of people who live to age 90 are alive today. So we're a society that's getting older. Seven out of 10 couples will have a partner use a nursing home. Seven out of 10 couples will have a partner use a nursing home. That's not good. The difference of 1%. You know, on this show, we try to say, let, let's, let's be investors. Let's, let's take a look at the difference between stocks, bonds, and real estate. Historically, stocks have beaten bonds. And historically, bonds have beaten real estate. But when our economy went into the toilet bowl, our federal government said, okay, let's, let's destroy the bond market by lowering the cost of money to almost nothing. And that'll stimulate people moving bonds into stocks and people moving bonds into investments because the return won't be there. It won't keep up with inflation. People will pull money out and say, wow, when you lower the cost of money, housing just became a lot cheaper. Now, when you raise the cost of money, housing becomes a lot more expensive. So that's all out there. So the difference of 1%, when I say stocks beat bonds and bonds beat real estate, a hypothetical investment of $100,000, if you have $100,000 at age 40, and you get 20 years left till you need that money. 
If it grows at 5%, that 100,000 will become 265,000. If it grows at 6%, that 100,000 in 20 years will become 320,000. If you're lucky enough to get it to grow at 10%, that 100,000 will become 672,000. And if some reason you're that much of a magician, where you turn $100,000 with 11% returns over 20 years, it's 806,000. So the difference between 5 and 6 is 265 to 320. The difference between 10 and 11 is 672,000 to 806,000. Those aren't big numbers. I mean, those are big numbers in the, in the final quotient, right? So don't settle for... Eh. You got to get that uh, portfolio working for you. Work it, work it, work it. So Warren Buffett is one of the greatest investors of all time, right? Some of the things that he says, if you're an investor nerd, you might be crazy enough to get a tattoo of on your body. Now, I want cool things on my body. I want, like, when I die, I want, like, a white dragon fighting a black dragon with fire coming out and wrestling each other and (laughs) demons and angels. I want that kind of stuff tattooed on my body only when I'm dead. But if I was a financial nerd, and I guess I am a financial nerd, maybe I'd want a tattoo that says pain today, gain tomorrow. Buffett said some of the best things ever. Like, never invest in a business you cannot understand. Lethargy, boarding and on sloth, should remain the cornerstone of investment style. He wants you to be lethargic. He doesn't want you to be active every single day. How about this one? Turnarounds seldom turn. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's the dumbest thing you ever wanted tattooed on your body? Mine, fighting dragons. With kung fu fingers. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. DirecTV now is no longer the only streaming bundle without DVR. Streaming bundle with DVR. Is that fantastic? DVR digital video recorder. Kind of something we learned to talk about with TiVos. And then, uh, obviously, that Betamax and VHS and all such. But DirecTV's now got an upgrade so that it's got a cloud DVR beta that stores up to 20 hours of recording for up to 30 days. Whoa. The wars that we're seeing in streaming... It's pretty good for the consumer, if that's your cup of tea, to have more options than just Comcast, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Big shakeups with that, as streaming has caught on more and more. Um, companies like Comcast are now looking at News Corp and Fox and looking at Disney and saying, you know, how can we compete? Where do we go from here now that all of our children have grown up? Media companies changed. You know, again, just to give you an idea, I grew up at a time when, I know this is horrible, we had a TV that you had to actually get up, walk across the room, and turn the dial. Do you think your kids will ever know the world without remote controls? No. Horrible. I think it's almost kind of a form of child abuse. Oh my God, no way. And then when I was younger, all there was was ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS. And PBS was on a huge channel. And then Fox came out of nowhere in the 80s. And they kind of had this like Fox News thing going on across the nation. It was a national broadcast. And then they started slowly adding one show after the next after the next. And it was things like Beverly Hills 90210 where 
I was too old for that show, but it was for teenage girls and teenage boys who wanted to see teenage girls and teenage boys. And Fox was able to go to the advertisers and say, we may not have as many viewers, but we could tell you if you put acne cream on as an advertiser, we're going to sell a ton of acne cream. Now, the show that I remember first coming to Fox that I was intrigued by, not married with children. I'm not that crude and crass. But that, too, had its own little audience, right? Men who are middle-aged like to look at other men who are middle-aged, who are overly sexed up, wanting the hot, sexy sales girl to like them, teasing our wives that all they make is bad burnt meatloaf, with an incredibly hot daughter, an awkward teenage son. The awkward daughter turns out not to be as dumb as she looks, or maybe she is. So Fox is like, they took that to the advertisers and said, I'm going to get you a 35-year-old fat white guy who's vicariously trying to live his life through TV. And you can probably sell him a a nice, reliant automobile, a Chrysler, Chrysler K-car. Then they came up with another show, and this is where it started to hook me. And again, it was Fox was genius. Rupert Murdoch was genius in the sense that the shows no longer had to have dots. No longer had to be about um, how many. It was about the spot that you got. If you got it close enough to the advertiser, into the dream demographic. How about Fox and the X-Files? Come on. Tell me you weren't slightly intrigued with it. Some seasons were better than others. Some episodes better than others. But that was for what? Boys, maybe girls, boys and girls aged 15 to 25? I want to believe. You know what I'm going to do after I do this radio show? When I retire from radio, I'm going to go look for UFOs. (laughs) Would that not be the perfect ending for me? I'll come up with a conspiracy website. I have seen Bigfoot before. Oddly enough, he lives on a New Jersey beach. Hairiest man I've ever seen. It scared me. Oh, my, my, my. I remember being a child seeing this guy at the beach, and I was just like, good God. Because I'd look over at my dad, I'd look over at my brothers, then I'd look over at the left side of the Jersey Shore. So Fox was pretty smart in the way they did programming. And to this day and age, I mean, they changed programming, and now Netflix is changing it. You know, uh, Netflix basically said, you know, we're not even going to go to the advertisers. We're just going to go straight to you with a subscription. No commercials. That's interesting, too, because remember cable TV when it first started in the 1970s? It was advertised as no no commercials. And that broke down pretty quickly. And they started finding stations that were like, again, unique hits for demographics. ESPN, Chris Berman. How long did it take for us to get tired of the... He hits the ball. It's going back, 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 back. It's out of here. Or you do the rumble, 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 rumble. Like, he made a career out of back, 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 back. He's an awful mean man, just so you know. If you ever want to hear some funny, funny radio bloopers and TV bloopers, go to YouTube and type in Chris Berman. He's He, he had a meltdown one year. <laughs> he had a meltdown, to say the least. Him and O'Reilly. O'Reilly had a good one, too. I love good meltdowns on TV. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 They know nothing! Oh, he could go all the way. Got it. He could go all the way! Are you talented if someone can mock you that easily? 
I'm online, Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.